0: Iowa Everywhere. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jordan Bohannon, Jared Stansberry. It's Jared and Jaybo Jay on Bo. Iowa Everywhere. This is <laughs> Iowa Everywhere. Yo, welcome into the podcast. Here on Iowa, everywhere, Jared Stansbury, Jordan Bohannon. It's a big week, big show. I'm surprised, uh, I'm surprised you didn't even show your face around here, Jordan, after the game last night, after your Hawkeyes lost me money.
1: I What did I tell you, Jared? After you, After you told me that you put money down on the Hawks. Is this you? Were, that was a revenge. You did that because last time I put money on Iowa State. No, I did it
0: because no, I believed in the Hawkeyes. I believed in the Hawkeyes no. against
1: Duke. I did. I did. You, you did a little gypsy curse on the Iowa Hawkeyes last night.
0: I I think that they needed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my curse uh, did too
1: much to to hurt them last night. But uh, you, know what, you know what's worse, Jared? Actually, you text me that. And then Chris texts me two oh, yeah, hours I, I convinced,
0: later. I convinced Chris to bet
1: on him too. I'm like, at that point I'm like, Oh, we're fucked. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize.
0: He asked me, uh, he texted me and asked me for, uh, for games to bet on out in Vegas. I hadn't tipped off yet. And, uh, I, I told him, I was like, I'm just going to warn you right now. I've won 10 of 11 bets. I'm about to crash. Like it's about to, I'm about to probably lose every bet that I make for the next three days. And uh, so I told him to bet on Iowa. And then the bet lost, which signaled that my, I think my fate is coming.
1: I don't, I, maybe just ride the wave. That was a trap game though. I mean, I don't know why. Iowa's a really good team. Duke is really good too. But I mean, the spread, it was even. Mm-hmm. It was really even before the game. I'm like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I did not see the uh getting kinda of your ass kicked coming, you know. Like it just was it seemed like they had a lot of trouble being able to do what they wanted to do most of the game. And I did not anticipate that. I've watched Duke play a couple of times. I've I mean they gotten better as the season has gone along, I think, so far, because I I did not anticipate what they were able to do against
1: Iowa last night. I I think it was last week after they played TCU, I mentioned we were talking about what do we take away from the Thanksgiving tournament and I was talking about how I think teams found out more about Iowa more than Iowa found out about themselves and I think that TCU game was a prime example of Coach Shire looked at the game studied that game film did exactly what TCU did and I think Duke took that to perfection you know they, they took Chris out of the game they pressured guards they forced a lot of mid-range contested twos when you're not when you're taking mid-range contested twos you're not you're not against a team like that a blue blood school like that they're going to exploit you like crazy i mean you look at tony struggled last night chris had 8 points philip was decent um but at the end of the day you can't be taken sorry you can't be taken uh Contested to is to rely on winning a basketball game against a really a top twenty team in the country.
0: Well, it didn't help they go three of sixteen from three either. That yeah. certainly not was not a, a helping point in that. But uh, I I just thought Duke was really impressive too. Like I just I thought that they were a lot better than what I antici- the, anticipated them being. The uh, Filipowski, Kyle Filipowski, the freshman uh, big guy. He he was only five of fifteen, but it felt like he was dominant in the middle of the paint for most of the night. I don't know. That was just it, it. He was a much more efficient five of fifteen than I guess what I thought that he was during the game because it seemed like there was a stretch where he really kind of took control and was going right at uh, at Rabracha, and it just was yeah, it was tough, tough break. Uh, but at least they get the quick turnaround, to come back, play tomorrow night, Thursday night against Iowa State at at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Uh, full breakdown of that game here coming up, uh, as we move along in the show.
1: Uh, I do, I do want to, before we move on, uh, I do want to say there was a lot of missed bunnies. Cap, They had missed a lot of opportunities. I would did at the rim. Got to credit Duke. You know, they're very long down, down below, forced a lot of toe shots. I was really surprised. I thought for sure I was going to come out in a lot more a 3 zone. They did a little bit. Um, I think a lot of it because they they hit a lot of threes early on. Duke did, but man, I it was just a nightmare matchup I think for Iowa. Duke was more a lot more athletic, a lot longer on the perimeter, able to dribble in penetration, gets the paint, kick out. Obviously, they fell Filipasek down low, but
0: I, I mean, I think yeah. if, if Jeremy Roach plays the way that he did last night, they're going to win a lot of games, right? right. Like that. That's probably the guy that's their engine. You know, if he's playing yeah. at high of a level, then they're going to have an opportunity to beat a lot of teams, I think.
1: And what worries me too is coming in Iowa State. And, you know, what I mean, you look at before we touch on Iowa State, but you look at Iowa's road ahead and they, they obviously struggle against Duke, they struggle against TCU. You're looking at an Iowa State team that's phenomenal defensively, you're looking at a Wisconsin team that's phenomenal defensively and it's short turns or turnaround. So, it is going to be really hard. I mean, putting myself back in that position when you're struggling on offense, it's not terribly hard to find that rhythm again. But when you don't have more than one guy like Chris is that guy this year, that he needs to have, he need to have 20 a game for them to be competitive. And when he's not having over 20 a game, they're not they're not going to be in a lot of games. They're not going to score over 65 points this year especially if Payton's not shooting the ball like he is. I mean, Payton, Payton's going to have to step up and start hitting three three threes a game.
0: What do you think that Duke did to make Chris uncomfortable, keep him from being able to get going?
1: Uh, they just put a long athletic guys on him, make him force tough twos, uh, contested threes. I think they did a really good job of keeping him off his left hand. Um, every time that I saw that he had the ball, they were forcing Chris to go right, and they knew that, um, all the spin back lefts, they're just continuing to keep him on the right side uh, of his body. And that that's, that. It, you really saw that at TCU game. Uh, I, I would imagine Iowa State, obviously Iowa State likes to keep everything on the sideline, So they're going to force Chris to stay on the right side of the floor. Uh, I, but it, it's bizarre to me to see an Iowa team like this, because, I mean, obviously I played there for so long, but there's, it almost is like, they're not there's a lot of gifted scores but there's some hesitant towards a lot of these players on offense for whatever reason and that's so not like a coach McCaffrey team
0: yeah that's kind of what I meant where they couldn't figure out or get to where it seemed like they wanted to be for most of the night it just it it seemed like everybody was like a step slow compared to what Duke was, you know? And that, that was where I was kind of taking it aback was it, it seemed like guys were trying to attack the rim and they just didn't have that same, you know, that same bounce or that same boost that maybe they need to do. I mean, I'm sure traveling out there probably didn't help, but it just was, it was just odd. I just didn't feel like they were really in the same speed of the game, I guess, is what Duke did really from the very beginning of the game. It was just a, yeah weird deal weird deal I I would be interested to to hear more about what they thought because I think that that was just an odd it just seemed like a weird game and that's where I don't know how much can how much stock do you put into it you know how much stock do you put into those struggles how much does that carry through because I don't know that like how many teams are they going to play that that are like Duke that just have that talent with you know Phil Powski and Jeremy Roach and all those guys I mean like I just don't think that there's that many teams there's going to they're going to play that are going to have that level of athleticism to make them uncomfortable like that.
1: I do think too, uh, towards the end of the game, when Fran threw more of the bench in that, that was a big bright side for Iowa too, because they need some bench players to step up this year to be really good. I think they are a good team. They're pretty sound. They're, they're one of the more sound defensively teams. Obviously they had some lapses last night and they're going to struggle with more athletic teams. Um, But I think for them to be great. I mean, I said at the beginning of the year Tony needs to Tony was very poor last night, but he needs to average over twelve and a half a game. Chris needs to average over eighteen and a half. And they need to continue to run their motion offense through those two guys. And but going back to their bench players, that they, they, they played really well the last three three and a half minutes. And I think that says a lot about those guys that they came in and provide a spark. Bowen was great off the bench for them to do that on that big of a stage, especially the young guys. Fran is going to take that a lot to heart and I think he's going to start giving those guys a lot more chances coming up, especially these next two games.
0: I can tell you right now as as an Iowa State person, I would have preferred to see Iowa win the game last night and be feeling good going into Thursday. That was Mm -hmm. kind of how I came away from last night. I was like, well, you know those guys are going to be locked in on Thursday night now. You know, there's not going to be any question as to whether or not they're going to be feeling too good because I don't think anybody's feeling very good after that one.
1: Right. I think they're, dude tomorrow it's crazy they play. They already play tomorrow night mm-hmm. um I mean, i'm sure they got back at 3 30 in the morning last night this morning
0: oh yeah remember we've talked about this you, you guys have to lay your foundation for why for excuses yeah <sighs>
1: the travel. It's, the, it's
0: the travel it's the travel that's what it is it's all to about be the fair, travel. like
1: now that i have experienced travel at the professional level i'm like okay you can you can handle one game that you get back late and you have a turnaround like this quick it's really not that not that difficult once you get through it. The thing with college is conference play is kind of like that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you travel on weekdays, you get back late, you have a two day turnaround. So the last couple of years, I think a lot of these guys adjusted to it. It's just the young guys that have to get ready for this quick turnaround. And I, I think they're going to come out ready. I know Iowa State is going to come out ready. I think there's going to be, man, I saw Iowa State play. uh was there, what was her? Like? I can't. I can't. Went to St.
0: John's. About. We can talk about that. Yeah, I, I have yeah, a yeah.
1: prediction for later on that I want to yeah, throw out there
0: okay. that I think will be, uh, that I think will be uh, kind of funny, but. Uh... I mean, at least on the bright side, like you're flying charter. You know, it's not like you're sitting around sleeping in the Denver airport like what I had to on yeah. my way home from Oregon <laughs> last week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're you're flying charter to it from Iowa City, so it's like it could be much worse. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's flip it over. Talk about Iowa State. Before we do that, all, all of our coverage of Iowa State and Iowa here on uh, on the podcast, brought to you by our friends at Sweet Carolines. Uh, kitchen and cocktails in Ames. It's the go-to spot for Iowa State home games, for born before and after Iowa State home games, and for game watches during Iowa State road games. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game tomorrow night uh, against the Hawkeyes, check out Sweet Caroline's kitchens and Cocktails, 316 Main Street in Ames. Uh, awesome, inspired Southern-inspired menu with great collection of burgers, sandwiches, wings, and Caroline's famous fried chicken. I haven't eaten lunch yet. That fried chicken sounds fucking amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, great atmosphere, great vibes. Uh, they've got a private party room available for rent uh, if you're looking to do a game watch or some sort of get together, uh, and then all kinds of late night fun as well. That's at 316 Main Street. Name: Sarah, uh, Sweet Caroline's Kitchen and Cocktails. Uh, our new, our first sponsor on the podcast. This is uh, shout out to Sweet Caroline's. Yeah, so, shout out to Sweet Caroline's, man. That's uh that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, Iowa State, their last time out, beat up on St. John's. Uh, it, at Hilton Coliseum. would say I think, was up 17-2 to two after, like, the first 10 minutes of the game. Uh, they pretty much put that one away uh, right away. I, I just continue to be impressed by this team's, like, cohesiveness when you consider how many new guys that they have. You know, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, still trying to figure out each other. It, it seems like they've kind of hit the ground running and, I mean... St. John's was undefeated team coming into that game last week. Like You would think that they're a, a team that could give Iowa State some trouble. And I mean, there was never a point where I felt like they were going to be able to make a run on on Iowa State.
1: I think St. John's is one of the biggest frauds. in college. I would say they're role. a
0: bad team. They're
1: thinking that they were not a very good team. A great, it was a great win for Iowa State, you know, knocking off undefeated team, Big East team. I don't think St. John's is going to make the tournament this year based no. off their non-conference schedule. But... All things considered, I think it said a lot more about, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a weird game to watch, you know, because Iowa State, that was a big win for them, but also St. John's undefeated team. I I am very, yeah, I don't, I think, I honestly think St. John's is going to be below 500 in the Big East. I think that's how poor they are of this basketball team. They did not I, look good against Iowa State.
0: They looked like a soft basketball team. Yeah, soft basketball team. Like, Iowa State was under their skin. Uh, like, Andre Corbello, Iowa mm-hmm. State was in his head from yeah. pretty early on in the game. When he got, like, Tame and Lipsy tried to reach in on him and he shoved him, and then there he gets a technical. And I'm like, I was like, dude, you're a veteran player. That's a true freshman, and you're the one that's, like, losing your cool right now. Come mm-hmm. on, man. You know, and the game just didn't get any better for him. He fouled out uh, in the end, but then uh, I think, he didn't shoot the ball very well. Like it was just a, this team just gets after you, you know? And I think they say that they're a bunch of pit bulls. They just are like nothing flashy about them. Offensively, there's absolutely nothing flashy about them. They just are going to grind you out and they're going to play slower than hell and they're going to beat the shit out of you. And that's why I think tomorrow night, a lot of what'll be, I mean, the officiating will have a huge impact on the game. I think, because it will depend on whether or not Iowa State is allowed to defend the way that they normally would want to. And if they can't, then it could be a long night for them. But if they are, then, I mean, it's going to be a slugfest from the opening tip, basically.
1: That's a really good point. I think if we could figure out, I I wish there was like some official tracker you could figure out like the night before games and see where all their assignments are for the next night. But that is so true because... If there's refs that are some like Big Ten refs that let the, everything go, like Michigan State play, they let Illinois play how they do defensively, that is heavily gonna lean towards Iowa State and winning this basketball game. If they come in and they're calling every single touchy foul, they're not letting I think Iowa State does is prone to a lot of flopping, which is mm-hmm. part of the game now. That's how a lot of teams defend. They they force one guy one way, and if they come the other way, they're gonna go down on the ground. And it's been really effective. But if they're not allowed to do that stuff, it's going to be a totally different ball game. And right. that's all in the officials' hands.
0: Well, you have to be good at it, too. Like, if you're going to do yeah. the flop, I mean, it's it's all about being disciplined in your help and being in the right spots when you need to be there. And that's how you take advantage of those things. But that's like, I mean, like uh, Jazz Coons, like those guys, dude, he is so good at that but Mm -hmm. he's also gotten multiple flopping technicals for being good at it, you know, which is the stupidest rule. The flopping technical is the stupidest rule, uh, out there because it just, at the same time, it makes every play is officiated differently. So every official's opinion of what a flop is, is officiated differently. And it just is, it makes no sense. It just is further proving that the officials don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, and we do, we do know what they should be doing. Um, But I just think that uh, I liked how Iowa State this year compared to last year does not have to rely as much on either one or two guards just getting really hot or you have to rely on having an abnormal night from the three-point line or something like that. They're much more balanced where you've got more people who can do some different things and they're not – it's not near as much like give the ball to Tyrese Hunter and let him do something, you know, or give the ball to Isaiah Brockington and let him do something. They can actually run actions and actually like get good shots from that than, instead of just like needing to play hero ball all the time.
1: Yeah, I think also the the battle down low will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to learn a lot about Iowa even more. So I think Iowa State has already proven themselves in their identity. Iowa is still, I think, searching for that. And this game tomorrow night is going to be a big eye opener, either positively or negatively for Iowa Hawkeye, the players too. I think the thing here with this game is like, everyone always wants to talk about the importance of this. Obviously there is a huge importance to this rivalry game. And I, I've said quotes in the past, it is a super bowl and people made fun of me on both sides. I mean, if you're not thinking that way, you are not embracing this rivalry game and that's, Anyone who says it doesn't
0: matter is lying. They are lying, and they're an idiot. Like, you just don't
1: be stupid. Just admit it.
0: It it matters to both sides.
1: It's a huge fucking game for both teams, and anyone that disagrees with that is not understanding of what Iowa and Iowa State rivalry is. And that's a shame on that person. That's a shame on them not understanding the whole concept as a whole. But, yeah, man, I'm excited. I think Iowa's going to play. come out ready ready to play, but (laughs) – I hate, yeah, I don't want to go back to the argument and do it because I, I think we can talk about this for 10 minutes before we dig deeper into the game because when I played, man, like, I always, like, that, that game was always circled on my schedule. I don't care, like, the team we are playing before. Obviously, we are going to take that game important. But, man, we play in Iowa State next week. Like, you got to come ready to play. I don't, I don't if someone's on our on your team and they're complaining about, you know, something's wrong with their body like they're hurt like i'm cussing them out like you no, you're you're fucking playing you're gonna get ready to play this game this is important not only for this team but important for the university it's important for players that grew up in the state like myself because some of these schools some of the guys in Iowa State, i remember playing when i was younger they didn't get recruited by iowa and they fucking took that to heart mm-hmm. and that's why there's so much fucking on the line on this game and that's so important to understand
0: yeah, I'm interested to see, like, what, uh like, Taman Lipsy, how he handles the pressure of this game. I mean, obviously, grew up in Ames, like, grew up around Iowa State. Someone who understands it really well, you know, and has played really good ball for T.J. Otzelberger so far this year. But how do you handle going into a hostile environment for the first time this season? You know, and, and obviously an environment that's as hostile as anyone you're going to see all year, really. And uh, it just is – it's funny to hear guys, even like at availability, we, I went to availability yesterday and you talked to guys about what, you know, what's, what do you think about the rivalry, all these things. And everybody's got their own cliche answers of what they say, but you know, you still know that there's like some veiled like bullshit to it where it's like, they're just saying what, you know, they're told to say. And uh, in reality, you know, that what's being said inside those walls is like, this shit matters. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. It matters, you know? And I hate anybody that comes out here and says that about any rivalry, that it doesn't matter. And I, I hate it in football when people try and say that the rivalry hurts one side or the other, because it's just dumb, man. Like it's, it's the right thing to do. Sometimes things are not exactly the way that you want them to be, but it's the right thing for Iowa state and Iowa to be playing each other in everything, everything. It's the right thing to do. Just like it's the right thing to do for Iowa state to play Iowa State and Iowa to be playing Drake in Northern Iowa at the end of the day. It's the right thing for them to do. Does that mean that I think they're eventually ever going to do it again? No, but I do think that it would be the right thing to do to play against those teams. And anybody, again, anybody who argues that is just fooling themselves. It's the right thing.
1: Yeah. And I think this is where I got to give a lot of another, I know we had Niang on here before and we talked about it too, but that's why I respected him so much. Even I know obviously I wasn't a Cyclone fan growing up and watching him play against Iowa. I want, I want to go to Iowa, but I respected him so much, man, for, for just speaking his mind on everything, not only towards off the court, but on the court as well. Talking about the rivalry. I was like, man, when I, when I'm in this rivalry, I want to like act just like him. Like I want to be that guy that pokes a bear. I want to continue this rivalry to be even better than what it was before and continue to have guys down the line that understand like, Hey, you go to Iowa or Iowa state, like that game is so important to win. Not only for yourself, but you know, there's, there's families that like literally just they they can't, they can't wait to watch that game every single year in football or basketball, and that means a lot to a lot of people. And it's just, it, it's a shame when people aren't ready to play for that for that game because how much is on the line for that.
0: I'd be interested to uh, hear what you think of this. I think Lipsy's going to be one of those guys that Iowa fans are going to hate by the time that done he's done it at Iowa State he is really good <laughs> like yeah, and he does he doesn't do anything as much as a scorer i mean when he he looks for his shots you know he can get to the rim a little bit and finish it strong at the rim he's not much of a shooter but dude he just makes plays man and he you know when he's on defense he's getting after it diving on the floor diving into the stands tossing the ball up over his head and getting to people for a fast break and you know finding people opening on uh, on the offensive end When I would go and watch him in high school, I'd walk away. I'd be like, man, I don't know if this guy's ever going to score 20 points in a college game, but holy shit, they're going to win a lot of basketball games with him as their point guard, you know, Mm -hmm. because he just is that kind of guy. He's just tough. Like, he's just tough and he just wins. And that's where I think a lot of teams in the Big 12, I think a lot of of Iowa fans are going to get really tired of him playing for Iowa State for the next four years because he just is, he's just tougher than hell. Just absolute nails.
1: And I hope he is, man. Like I, I always root for college athletic successes. Obviously I want Iowa to win tomorrow, but man, like the future that he has, I hope he's like that guy that, that continues not only for success download for him individually, but looking at his rivalry because we we're just talking about, like be that guy, like that mm-hmm. comes in, like the other, the, the, the other team fucking hates you. Like the opposing fans hate you be that guy because that is such a cool feeling to have, to have so many people hate you in an arena and I mean, some people can't take that pressure, but I mean, he seems like a player that will drive on that. And I and I hope there's a guy like that down the road, not not only for Iowa State but also Iowa too.
0: Oh, now it felt great to have everybody chanting "fuck Bohannon," huh? Now it felt good.
1: <laughs> you were trying it to felt, make everybody feel bad for you this whole time. Now it felt good. No, 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 we're not doing. Don't do that. I said, I said on the podcast that I only felt bad because my parents and my mother was sitting sideline <laughs> and they had to listen to that. I loved it personally. Don't don't twist my words. Your mom was probably chanting with him. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that.
0: <laughs> uh no, I'm just kidding. But uh no, he, he reminds me of like a uh like an Aaron Kraft, somebody mm-hmm. like that. Like just uh you know obviously you're, you end up being kind of tied with the program where it's like, that's the kind of guy that when you think of Iowa State basketball, you think of someone like that, you know, that just is uh, gritty, I think would be a good way to to put it. Uh, and like I said, just a winner, like a guy that just goes out and, and wins. Did you see the atmosphere? last This is kind of a side note, but I was thinking about Iowa basketball. Did you see the, the atmosphere last night in Waukee at the Waukee, Waukee Northwest
1: basketball game? Here. Unbelievable! That is, I've watched some highlights of the game that that is Iowa basketball, high school basketball. It was when my older brothers were playing for, for whatever reason, the last decade has just been terrible for fans going to games and stuff. I remember going to Limar games when my oldest brother was playing, they wouldn't let people in unless people left the, the sta- the gym. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was dick to dick. That's I couldn't about. even get a credential to go and cover the
0: game. That's how that's how many people there were. That's how big it was. Really? Like that's in that's just insane. I think they did like a ticket drop for a high school basketball game.
1: That's awesome. That is so cool.
0: <laughs> uh nope, hopefully, they hopefully they that's didn't cool. use uh ticketmaster like uh like Taylor Swift.
1: Oh my god. Any tick fuck ticket ticketmaster. Tic- it's ridiculous. Oh,
0: huh. Hopefully they we didn't have Ticketmaster on the line to do any sponsorships with the with Iowa everywhere. Cause... If they
1: are, I'm giving them that. <laughs> so that's my present to them. Um, uh, I, no, no but I was, go, yeah, I do want to go back to Iowa State though. Um, I th- what what I'm curious is how Iowa is going to attack Iowa State's defense because we really struggled last year at Hilton, and obviously they run the same exact defensive schemes as they did um, with pushing everything to the sideline. And it's really hard uh, with the guys that are pushing the sideline because there's so much help from the opposite side of the court where really that skip pass should be open. But the, the, skip- top guy, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the top guy rotates so quickly and Xs out the guy that helps from the baseline. And it's so hard to actually get a good skip pass off first and get a shot off with, in rhythm with how they play and force those passes uphill. Um, I, what I was saying when I played there last year, Matt um, Hilton, because I remember we were struggling the first few minutes. I was like, "Guys, set a set a screen on the low side, uh, in the middle of the court, and attack the middle because they are not, they're not, not I wouldn't say knowledgeable. But obviously, they're knowledgeable on their defensive schemes, but." they're not taught on once someone's beat middle, there's no defensive principles. Once you break down their sideline to sideline defensive schemes. So I was saying like, you get to the middle you have so much opening because they're all out of sorts. They're not in their normal shell defense that they practice on night in and night out. And for whatever reason, we just struggled to do that last year. I hope I would assume they're saying the same stuff this year, the attack, try to get to the middle, stay in the middle of the floor, stay out of the side side sidelines.
0: Yeah. And that's like where the ball pressure and all that stuff comes in. Even when you do get in the middle, you got to put pressure. That's like you make the other person so uncomfortable. It doesn't even matter that they're in the middle of the floor, you know? Right. And uh, that's where I think Iowa State this year. It's been good for them to be able to have guys like uh, like jazz play on the wing instead of having to play down in the post because he is so good at coming across and make and stealing those skip passes uh to the corner and mm. um gabe couch was really good at that caleb girl's really good at that but having those two guys with oshun even hassan ward as well who's come in as the transfer from VCU, having those two guys and then having robert jones to protect the rim and protect the paint has taken their defense to another level where they have that guy last year they didn't really have a guy who was a true rim protector yeah now they've got guys down there who can really block some shots and really turn people away and it's like now they're forcing people to either shoot contested threes or to shoot those contested mid-range shots like you were mentioning before, where it's just like you can't
1: get good shots
0: against these guys, you know? And if you're going to get good shots, you really have to work the ball really well and be really disciplined in what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and I would imagine too that Iowa has worked on, they're probably working on it right now as we speak of attacking um, that skip pass and dribbling into the middle of the floor knocking down those mid-range shots and shooting them when they're open. It's one thing to shoot them but you also have to shoot them at the right time. Like Iowa can't come down, take two dribbles to the baseline. The help comes, they skip the pass up top. There's that X out from Iowa State and they take one dribble and shoot a contested shot within 10 seconds of the shot clock. Like You have to make Iowa State work and you have to really find that hole because there's holes in every defense. I don't care how sound of defensive coach you are or team you are. There's always going to be a hole in that defense. And Iowa's just going to have to be the most patient they've ever been this year when they attack them tomorrow
0: I was just gonna say that's why going into that game last week against St. John's I had a feeling that Iowa State might have an opportunity to like if it was gonna get out of control either way I felt like it was gonna be Iowa State because I had a feeling that St. John's was not gonna be disciplined in that where they were gonna come down and just fire shots you know and it's like you have to get the right shots you can't just be going up and down firing the ball up in the air at will you know because they're gonna let you like iowa state's like shit if you want to just fire shots up go right ahead you know Mm -hmm. we'll let you stand out there i mean look at like what texas when creighton played texas what they did where creighton couldn't hit the broadside of a fucking barn shooting a three-pointer texas is like shit if y'all want to stand out there and shoot threes all fucking night like go right ahead you know you can't make one And Mm -hmm. we'll let you play as fast as you want, and we'll let you fire up all the threes that you want because we're going to win at the end of the day. And I think that's where Iowa State is really good. This year is like if another team wants to play really fast, they're like, yeah, you guys go right ahead and do that because then we're going to play at a snail's pace going back the other way. And then it's like they put you in like a boa constrictor, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like slowly tightening the boa constrictor. And as the lead gets like as you can grow a little bit of a lead when you can defend that way, you just – like ten points feels like twenty, you know. And especially when you play as slow as they do offensively, and you're disciplined in what you do offensively. Yeah, it's yeah. all about discipline as much as anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's perfectly What else you gonna say next on they Iowa has to reestablish their transition game. And they they've been really poor. They're poor with Duke. They're not pushing the ball like they normally do. Wings aren't running to corners. We're not having a post post up in the middle of the floor every single time down they have to reestablish that for them to be really good offensively this year. And it is really bad timing right now because they're playing a team that is so good defensively. Like Iowa state is, and they want to force quick, quick shots. And Iowa's okay doing that, but they have to be patient. If they don't have a great shot in the first five seconds, the philosophy's always been shoot the ball within the first five seconds you your open or shoot the last five seconds. There should never be that mid, um, Contested shots in that middle of this, uh, in the in the, that range for shot clock. So, for some, they have to be like discipline wise, they coming down, they're pushing the ball. They can't come down and do exactly what I was saying, like to the baseline, throw it out, kick it, shoot mid range shot. Like, they have to throw it in the paint, kick it out, work inside out, and really make that defense shift, or it's going to be a long night for Iowa.
0: I mean, it's it's probably like I don't know how much people even realize, like trying to score against that no middle is a lot like trying to score against that zone you know Mm -hmm. you have to make a move you can't just be like i'm going to break them down because you're probably not going to be able to you know you got to be able to make them move side to side and make them rotate and make them have to switch their and do their x's out and things like that and like make them actually guard you you know and uh that's where too i mean for iowa it'll be key for them to get stops to get out and run at all, you know, because Iowa state, if they can set that defense, that's when they can really start to give you trouble. And, uh, that's where it's like, I would, to get out and run, you got to get stops, you know? And, and that's the other thing that I think people sometimes don't think about. It's like if you can't get stops, what's it matter, you know, how yeah. do you run, how do you run when you run, when you're against a set defense all the time? So it's just, those are the things that like, that I early on in the game, I'll be kind of keeping an eye on. It's like, how, how well is Iowa getting stops? How well is Iowa State forcing them into to picking up and playing at a pace that even they don't want to play at? Like, make them play even faster than what Iowa would normally want to, you know? And it just, it's, it's a lot of times, usually in the first, like, six or seven minutes, you can get a pretty good feel of, like, is how this, how's this game going to go, you know? Yeah. And like I said, another big piece of it will be the officiating. If it's mm-hmm. disjointed officiating immediately, then it's going to probably be a long night for Iowa State.
1: I, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I was going to have two things shooting wise. Like I was going to have Peyton's going to have to step up and hit some threes for offense to get out of their lull. But also you touched on a little bit, like stopping um, Iowa state and getting transition opportunities. They've struggled with that as well. The last couple, couple games, has been a big reason why their offense numbers have been so low th- this year compared to, you know, relatively to, uh, last years and years before that, and if they're able to get stops, get in transition, get in their twelve press, and force Iowa State to start their offense around the seventeen second mark in the shot clock instead of the twenty five second, that eight seconds makes a huge, di- um, a hu- complete space, huge difference mm-hmm. on. How they're able to start their offense because they're rushing them at the 17 second mark, 25 seconds, they have eight extra seconds. They're getting things calmed down. They're ready. I, I, I would imagine. I, I mean, I said they were going to play a lot of zone in Duke. I really thought they would. I think they're going to play a lot of 12 pressing, going back into zone and forcing them to work in late shot clock for able to get stops. If I were to imagine what their scout is going to be,
0: and if I. It- if I was playing against Iowa state, that's what I would do. That would have yeah. been what I would have done last year too. I thought that that was the move against, um, I, I think we finally started to see it more during, uh, during big 12 play, but where more teams started to do that. But uh, it, this year, the thing that makes me feel a little bit better about that from an Iowa state perspective is I think their bigs are better distributors than what last year's were, where you could throw the ball into the middle to them and try and collapse the defense, kick it back out and see what, what you can do. But uh Iowa State, if they are in a position where they've got to shoot 25 or 33s, they're not going to win. Mm-hmm. They, that just is not their formula. It's like 10 to 15. That what needs to be the maximum for them as far as uh, putting up shots. And it just is... Like, I'm okay with Jaron Holmes shooting 16 shots in this game, but I want 10 of them, 10 to 12 of them to be twos. And mm-hmm. it's all going towards the rim. Not shooting pull-up 10 three-pointers you know yeah. that's what i hated about last year's team is they did not have that self awareness it's like we can't shoot the ball they just shot the ball anyway yeah. <laughs> you know and like that drove me crazy it's like they're shooting 35 three-pointers and shooting like 29 percent from three as a team that makes no mm-hmm. fucking sense whatsoever
1: exactly yeah and i if i were to r- reminisce on last year we didn't get stops like we we they they ran their offense all night long. We were on defense a long time. We didn't get stops. That made our offense really sluggish and methodical. We couldn't get in transition looks. I mean, it just goes along everything we're saying. Like, if they're not able to come down and get a, get in their set defense, whether it's 2-3, two, 3-2, three, three, two, or if they go man, I, I would imagine they play more zone majority of the game. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, the first six to seven minutes, we're going to see – coaching coaching changes and what they decide on their um if they stick with what they plan to do or if they tweak it a little bit the first six to seven minutes are huge telling on what's going to happen uh robert jones and rebraccia at some point are going to mix it
0: up Uh, and get into it that is a guarantee I will guarantee that to everybody out there right now, there will come a point when those two are going to be, I don't know about nose to nose, but chest to chest where like, there's, there's something going on mixing it up because I think both those guys, I texted this last night to Chris. I was like, these guys are like the same fucking person. Like they just, Mm -hmm. the way they act on the floor is really similar. Their game is really similar. Like their approach to the game seems really similar. I was like, those guys are way too alike for them to not get into it in this game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Those two, um, I think Connor Connor loves talking shit. I, I am for sure. <laughs> I think Connor and Gabe are gonna get into it. I know Gabe oh, yeah. likes to Gabe's a quiet he, Gabe's a quiet trash talker. Like he doesn't talk shit. If he does, it's under his breath. But he likes to like do like little bumps and nudges. Like, yeah. Whenever what? he's playing against me, he did it in Minnesota too. He likes to do little elbows on defense and offense when he has the ball. Like just little things to piss you off. So I would imagine. Connor and him get into it too
0: uh one of my favorite stories from last year was during their game against Wisconsin at the uh up in Milwaukee during the NCAA tournament he guarded Johnny Davis for most of the game and it was kind of that same thing where it's just like he's right next to him all the time Mm -hmm. you know just in his airspace and you could tell there came a point where Johnny Davis was just like done with it He's yeah. like, I've, I've seen enough. And he goes by him and goes up and lays one in and Davis turns around. And I was like, I knew that Dave, that Gabe was like, really. And it said, Davis scores. He turns around and he said, did you like that bitch? And it was like, it was right in front of me that this happened. I was like, oh shit. Okay. I was like, so this is like, you didn't couldn't really tell that anything was happening, like up until then, you know, but then I saw that and I was like, all right, now I got to keep an eye on this. Mm-hmm. And then Gabe went on a little run like that where he hits a couple shots and it was like, they were kind of going back and forth with each other. And it was just like, you could just see, it was like, you could tell that Gabe did not like Johnny Davis. He didn't like Brad Davison, but then those guys did not like him either. And it was like, that's what made that NCAA tournament game kind of fun is you can end up with some like really random storylines, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, uh, it's even like last night, Chris Beard going up against Terrence Shannon jr. Uh, between Texas and Illinois, you know, and two guys that won a bunch of games together down in Lubbock. I don't know how much, I don't know if there's very much uh, love lost there at this point, uh, between the two of them after the way that some of the things have gone down and, uh, it just like adds another fun dynamic to college basketball. When you have these guys that just have kind of been all over the place and like you can see them in random situations, but Gabe is really good at that. <laughs> yeah. at, at fucking I'm, people like that.
1: I'm curious. Now we're talking about Gabe. I want to ask like anyone on social media. I want to, I want to hear your guys' opinion because obviously Eric, you know, cause you're so close to the team and talking to them all the time, but, and being at their games, I, I'm wondering if people knew that as Iowa state fans, that he was like, like that because not a lot of people understand like, you can talk shit, but not say anything. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's hard to explain. Like, And he's exactly one of those people that will get in people's head. And, I mean, I had two charging fouls on him. I remember last year. I mean, I don't think there are charge fouls, but he does that little stuff. Like, he flops just a little bit just to make the ref, make a call. Like, stuff like that. That's like – that gets under people's skin on the shit he does.
0: Yeah, and it's what uh, – it's like just being – a smart player as someone who plays against him you hate it you know mm. it's just like i brought up aaron craft before like aaron craft did shit all the time that's like as a, someone who is watching a team play against his team or like someone who doesn't like his team you fucking hate him mm. but at the same time if he's on your team you fucking love him because you're like that guy is smart as fuck and he just fucking makes everything difficult on you you know, right. and, uh, that's what I appreciate about Gabe. I wish that he could get some consistency offensively. Like I don't want him man. to be, I don't need him to be 25 points a night. I don't need him to be Stephen Curry, but fuck man, like 12 to 15 points a game of a ball. If Even we get yeah, 10, 10 to 12 points, 10 to 12 points a night that, you know, you can get that from him. And every once in a while you might get 20. Like that would be that would be ideal. But right now it's like you could get anywhere from twenty-five to zero on any given night.
1: It's so bizarre. We talked about it last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like watching the St. John's game, he had such good looks, open looks. I mean, he had a corner three that just looked like it was even bad in the net and just clanked off the side of the rim. Like it, it's so bizarre to me to have a guy that shoots the ball, has shot the well ball so well in the big ten. And he shot. He's done it a couple, you know, throughout his career at Iowa State too. But a guy like that, he should be way more consistent than what he's been doing, for sure.
0: Well, it's also this is a game. I'll tell you right now, I, it wouldn't shock me at all if Caleb Gil, Caleb Grohl plays well in this game. Uh, oh, yeah. This is this is a Caleb Grill moment right here. But he, his numbers are incredible, dude. He shoots like 27 percent from three at Hilton Coliseum never seen anything like it like it he cannot make a three at hilton cost sand but then he shoots like 50 percent on the road or at neutral courts i've never seen anything like that who did you 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 couldn't shoot the ball well in iowa city
1: dude i mean obviously i had great games in iowa city but for whatever reason my percentages are so much higher in away arenas i don't know why but i always shot the ball better at away places it's bizarre the Iowa State
0: fans think it's the lights they think they changed the lights in Hilton Coliseum. it's harder to shoot in
1: there now I will say Iowa State is a hard place to shoot I don't I don't know if it's because how open like is behind the baskets to the stands like it's not that open but like there's a huge death perception it's like it's almost like a huge NBA arena with how far the hoops are in front of the stands like it's hard to explain
0: well and I think if you look back at like the clips from, I mean, really when George played, you know, the crowd is much darker there than what it is now. The crowd Mm -hmm. is lit up. So I've, I've wondered that before, if like the crowd being as lit up as what it is, it kind of eliminates what backdrop you did have, you know, there's no darkness. Like you're just shooting. There's just people behind there, you know? And, uh, cause I, it does seem like the shooting, just in general, in Hilton Coliseum, has gone down considerably since they changed the lights. But it's like I'm not going to be the conspiracy theorist that blames the lights, you know? Because that, no. I'll, hey, I'll blame the refs all night long. Like, don't get, me, don't get me wrong, I'll blame the officials all the time. But the lights, I draw the line at blaming the lights for why people can't shoot the ball up. Well.
1: I'm down to go that rabbit hole for whatever reason, dude. It's like your ball goes in like this oblivion, like it just goes in outer space when you see the ball in the air at a in Coliseum. I've seen it. I think I've, I've seen it. Obviously, I've had a couple threes there. Like I haven't been old for, but mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've seen. I've shot a three and I've seen the ball It's like, where did the ball go? Like what happened to the ball?
0: What do you think the crowd will be like tomorrow night? Think it'll be a good one.
1: I hope so, man. It hasn't been good at Car. Are, are they food.
0: giving out any free pizza?
1: i have not heard i need to check in the social media strategy strategizers
0: better better get the free pizza out there for everybody
1: yeah i I would imagine it would be a good crowd i hope they fill it i really do but who knows yeah that arena is always fun when it's full but it's just like it's a great arena I, i i think it gets a bad rep because it's just weird. It as it's, it's really a student. It's a really weird been to very, setup. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's haven't been a been to bizarre many setup. like that. Yeah. But man, when it's, when it's sold out, like there's, I've played in a lot of sold out games. Like it hasn't been terrible fan, like fans showing up mm-hmm. attendance wise. Like they're always, I was always in the top, like I think it's top 30 usually in attendance in the country. Like it's not terrible, but when it, that when that place is sold out and, bumping like that is one of the best atmospheres in the in the country no one no one can say differently because who's ever experienced it will would agree with that
0: it's just weird going there where there's no upper deck you know like it's all just one that kind Mm -hmm. of makes it uh it's almost like uh the big house like in football you know where you don't have the upper deck so like everything's so spread out but you have the same number of people and it just like it i don't know it's just weird it's it's cool like i love i enjoy going over there and going to games there uh, hopefully like, I'm just hoping that I don't get trolled by anybody or anything like that don't get anybody talking shit to me
1: if I was there, I would. huh if I was there I would talk shit well yeah I mean I know
0: you would you'd talk shit to everybody you'd be out there probably be out there on the court no, talking I, shit to the team you'd be sitting I, like front, uh, sitting uh, courtside
1: I, I only, I always said that. I only talk shit when people talk shit back to me anyone that's ever played against me would say the same thing like any any, any former player they, they've never heard me talk shit unless someone talks shit to me Always be All, right. like All right.
0: Make a prediction for the game.
1: Obviously, Iowa winning. I am going. Are we going score wise too? I, I don't care. I mean, I guess. I'm, going, you, yeah. I'm going Iowa 79 75. I think it's going to be a really close game.
0: And I bet the over, if you're going to say 154 points, I bet that number is not going to be 154. I can promise you that. It'd probably be 140 something like that
1: i'd be yeah i'd be 143 i haven't looked at it yet i've yeah, be 140 here and tell you what ken
0: palm has got they've got uh 73 to 67 so 140 yeah right oh, there yeah. yeah so probably right there in that range i think it'll be a close one i i can see i can, see, go. I can see it going either way I, I think it's like it's it'll be close either way and i it just comes down to who makes the the plays at the end of the game i'd probably lean iowa just because it's at home but i don't know that i would feel uber confident about it picking no. either
1: team you know uh i i i just want this game to like dude i want i want i want to see a guy like like george or you know i, I hopefully i'll put myself in that position like he was like a guy that just fucking loves his rivalry and mm-hmm. will do anything to further it i want to i want to see someone step up and be like that
0: who's a young guy for iowa that maybe could be that peyton sanford do you think he could do that
1: Pain's too quiet. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Connor's always been Connor. Connor would right. be Connor would be like he normally is, but a young I want a young I feel guy, like,
0: like I feel like Connor and Patrick are almost uh, disqualified from being able to be part of it because of their fami- like their family connection. It's like obviously you're gonna be, yeah, like the one that people at Iowa State don't like, you know, yeah, you you don't even get a choice of like whether or not people hate you
1: right. The funny uh, this kind of <laughs> reminded me a little bit. I remember like coming to Iowa freshman year way long ago in the dark ages everyone started laughing and cheering uh, fucking old and getting tired of the jokes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I remember being in the locker room and we're playing, I think we had a little bit of break my freshman year between games and we're getting ready to play Iowa state and we haven't went over the scout yet. We're just in the locker room and all the, like the young guys in my class, we were talking about like the Riley and like how big it is. Like everyone fucking cares. Like every, we need to win this. And I remember like, it was like Isaiah Moss and some like Masha Daly, and they didn't really understand it yet. And then we played, and we actually we did the scout, and Coach McCab was talking about like hey, this game's just gonna have a different feeling to it. Like we're playing Iowa State is a home home game. Like un- this is gonna be an un- unreal atmosphere. And after I remember after we won my freshman year and everyone was talking about it like holy shit like this is like the real deal like we need to win these games every single year so like when people like come out of state and play i'm sure niang would say the same thing like they realize that like holy shit this is actually like a huge deal once they once they experience it i'll
0: never forget after you guys won that year as a freshman monte did his interviews after he said i think <laughs> he said i think if we play them 10 times we'd win nine
1: that was a terrible quote i'm all for talking shit but how do you say that after we won by 15
0: that was one of the funniest things i'd ever heard in my life dude i'll never forget that shit i was like because even i you know i'm sitting there i'm most of the time you're like oh yeah like i want all of these fucking crazy quotes you know but even there i was like shit dude i don't know about all that one that was a that was a wild one that
1: was a wild one i've never yeah and pete i I remember why (laughs) peter jock was so good that game yeah like so good I mean, he just gave me free assists that entire game. I was like, "I'll pass it to you; you'll knock it down." He Cordell
0: Penzel had some big buckets in that
1: one. Yeah, if I remember it. right? Yeah, Dude, That yeah. that place was. Uh, that was one of my favorite games I've ever played in. Like, we were like, we were lit that game. Like, we were going crazy. Then we went out the the night after. Like, it was it was a it was a really cool night. You were a freshman. You went out. Yeah, it was before ten though. <laughs> Only for about ten minutes after the game. <laughs> Sue me. No, I'm just saying this, uh, this is, seems questionable uh,
0: <laughs> ha, are you done celebrating from Cade McNamara uh, making his commitment to the Hawkeyes last week or have you calmed down yet or are you still on I sky on uh, cloud I nine about it
1: I haven't celebrated I don't know what the celebration is I don't know it seems like a lot of people have been celebrating what are we celebrating got your quarterback we got a quarterback
0: okay oh now you're gonna be the one that's like oh yeah the, 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 come on man what do you mean Got a quarterback. What? You were texting me last week about it. You were all excited about getting Cade McNamara.
1: I don't remember that. And I said I'm to you, even, uh, I'm always even killed, Jared, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean. always even killed. <laughs> always even killed. No, I just thought it was funny when it, when he they, he committed everybody forgot about all the problems all of a sudden. Every, everything else that had been wrong with the offense, we talked about for a whole season. It's like the offensive line ain't been very, ain't been very good. Receivers don't have any receivers left, you know, like this game against Kentucky is going to be uh, one of the this most disgusting football games in college football history. Uh, but you get that quarterback, man, and everybody forgets. It's like, hey, we're coming that's now.
1: What's, that's what's so funny. Like, we get all these transfers and we get a quarterback, and we're like, no one's talking about the ball game. <laughs> like, right, no neither. one cares. <laughs> like, no one cares that we're playing Kentucky and Nashville. Like, it's not even a thing. <laughs> I
0: feel terrible for – uh, Joey Labus and and the May kid that they're gonna have to make their college debut in this uh, in this bowl game because they're just gonna get oh, man, they're just gonna get roasted, dude. I guess it's gonna brutal. be sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. I feel bad for those guys. I'd be in the portal too. I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. There's so many. There's a lot more defensive guys that went in the portal than I thought. I didn't think there would be a lot of guys from Iowa in the portal.
0: Man, that portal is, is it. It's unforgiving you know it, it, yeah. you can have people go in there when you're least expecting it uh i just there's been a thousand people that have gone to the transfer portal in the last three days more than a thousand people have gone to
1: the the IED, it's awesome it's so cool
0: <laughs> it's crazy i was doing uh uh i was doing a radio hit, hit today and someone asked me like what do you think iowa state football what are they gonna be trying to go get in the transfer portal and i was like well you know you like start to throw out a couple positions and all of a sudden it's like Shit, I mean, you got every option that you could fucking imagine. Like, there's every player out there. It's like, what spot do you need? Right, we got him. We got him,
1: (laughs) dude. It's crazy. It's actually the craziest thing I've ever. It's like going
0: to Best Buy to buy a TV. (laughs) What kind of TV do you
1: want? We got him. You You want this 52 inch right here? We got you. This 48. What do you want? A black and white TV? We still have those. Like.
0: Or it's even like Walmart where you like you could get everything from a thousand dollar TV to a twenty dollar TV. You know? Like you you go into the portal, you think that you got this kid from some FCS school or something like that. It's like no no, that's the little TV from the office that they break <laughs> in the dinner party. It's a great analogy. It's like Best Buy. It's what the transfer portal is now. Great. oh man did you see yesterday that i said i texted it to you that uh you can bet now on where people are gonna go in the transfer portal
1: yeah that's gonna i i saw what you said i agree
0: i can't yeah. imagine how this is how this could go poorly yeah
1: what if there's a cousin that knows his his brothers or his
0: well I even i like know. a lot of times before kids commit i know about it you know I could go. Yeah. On yeah
1: even like a reporter, like they get, what's it called? An embargo. Like, so they don't release a story yet. Isn't mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Yeah. What happens like when that happens and they throw a hundred grand down? Oh, surprise. Well, He's I going think to that's, Michigan.
0: that's probably why the only book that was offering it, I believe was uh, Bovada. Like, I don't think you could get on circus mm-hmm. sports and probably bet on that, but uh, you could certainly get on uh on Bovada and bet on that. Uh, it's, it want to go with your offshore. That's just weird, though, dude. That, when I saw that, I was like, "Gosh, yeah. that might be the point." When I'm like, "Yeah, I'm kind of turned off by some of these things." But mm-hmm. uh, no, it was it. It is just interesting. It's just crazy to see how many of these guys go in the portal. It'd be interesting to see how these next couple months go. Like, just imagine being a coach right now. You know, you go from what it was before to now. You've got this rush that's just like it's constant for however many days that you have to be mining this transfer portal you know to try and add to your team it just is a man i don't envy anybody who's that's their job to try and have to navigate this stuff
1: yeah that's got to be an insane experience just trying to navigate it i can't even imagine
0: all right man uh well good luck tomorrow night well uh same to you thank you we'll see what happens uh i'll let you know if uh if anybody tries to give me any trouble in uh in iowa city can i just say that i know you i can just start mm-hmm. name dropping hey i know bo i know Hannan.
1: no because i don't know maybe there's an Iowa that fucking hates me and they're like oh and you guys become great friends and now there's two people who gets me instead of one <laughs>
0: I'm sure that's exactly what will happen. Uh, I think that uh, I don't know if Chris has talked to you yet. He did talk to me. I know where he wants us on the uh, on the pregame show tomorrow night on uh, on Iowa everywhere. I think it starts at five. So everybody tune into that. That'll be on uh, on all the social media channels. But uh, until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Iowa everywhere.